Welcome everyone, I am Michael, your host for Depaganizing the Gospels. In this episode, I will be discussing the depaganization of Matthew, chapters 15 and 16. The first note is about the reference to a prophecy in Isaiah appearing in chapter 15, verse 8 and 9. Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13 is quoted here. It is relevantly plausible for Christ to have quoted this prophecy to chastise the Pharisees. And it is also the relevant purpose of a majority of Isaiah's prophecies that chastise the faithlessness of the people. See also chapter 7 verse 14, which has been fulfilled by being a chastisement about the faithlessness of God's people. The sign of a virgin birth in the paganized testimonies was fraudulently included in the text of these testimonies, and Jesus was not named Emmanuel. It is true, however, that pagans have come to believe that Jesus was the Christ when the lie of virgin birth was written about him. However, Jesus was not the Son of God because that ideology originated in the pagan worship of the fallen angels and their offspring, the Nephilim. And those false religions were the basis for Greek and Roman theologies of idolatry and false gods. The next note is for all of you pagan Catholic heretics out there who blaspheme God by being homosexual, bisexual, lesbian, or transsexual. Verse 19 says, For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and slander. This is evidence that Jesus Christ is approved of sexual immorality, wanton fornication, sodomy, and other natural practices of sexuality, particularly between persons of the same sex, were and still are unacceptable to Jesus Christ and God the Father, despite Catholic efforts to say that we must accept them and their sins. Repentance of sin is not acceptance of sin. Repentance of sin will bring you God's pure love and mercy. The next note is about verse 24. It is a correction which now says, He answered, I was sent to gather the lost sheep of Israel. The pagan editorialization that previously appeared portrayed Jesus as being a racist hater who refused to help the woman who had descended from Canaan, the son of Noah, who had been shamed by his father. The correction reveals that Jesus taught acceptance of others and not racist hatred, which was a characteristic of the pagan Romans who mistreated others and especially all of the Semitic races. This correction has not had the purpose to show acceptance of sexual immorality on the grounds that Canaan saw Noah naked, which is why he was punished. But it is about how we, as true believers, should open our hearts to those alphabet people and advise them to repent before Judgment Day. Christ was not a racist or a hater, and we must implore those sinners to repent. This is the only kind of acceptance that the Holy Spirit advises with regard to the sinners of sexual immorality. Implore them to repent and give up their sinfulness to be accepted by God who will forgive them of their sins and errors. The true believers in the message of Christ must reject the sinfulness of sexual immorality and anyone who does not repent of those crimes is not a true believer. They cannot be received in the holy places of God without the repentance of their sinfulness. This next note is about verse 28. What has been omitted from verse 28 is, Your request is granted because it insinuates that Jesus was a sorcerer or a jinn who could grant wishes. Curses such as these are hidden in plain sight 
throughout the text of the testimonies. These editorializations occurred throughout history, but they have all been curses upon the text for being fraudulent details based upon pagan beliefs, cultism, and sorcery. Jesus would not have said, Your wish has been granted. That's totally ludicrous. Depaganization of this text is like a knife that cuts deep is also a surgeon's scalpel that removes the cancer within the body so that the text may once again be truthful and live in the hearts of mankind prior to judgment day, saith the Lord. We are now looking at chapter 16, and there are only a few more notes remaining for this episode. The next note is another omission of the take up his cross anachronism, appearing in verse 24. The and take up his cross phrase was omitted because it's evidence of pagan editorialization and a curse that fraudulently quotes Jesus making an anachronous reference to the cross when this would not have been appropriate at the time. It is foreshadowing as a literary technique, but it is not prophecy nor exemplary of prophecy. Jesus did not know the complete details of how he was going to die until his transfiguration. So the insertion of a reference to the cross was a pagan heretic's edit. It was also a curse for being a false witness. And now that is removed. This next note is about verse 27 which says, For the Son of Man is going to come in the Father's glory with the Lord's angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. A reference to Enochian prophecy. This passage refers to to the prophecies of Enoch that also appear in the epistle of Jude with more detail. Jesus knew the book of Enoch and he would not have called himself nor allowed others to call him the son of God. It has been the ignorance of pagan heretics and fraudulent biblical scholars who did not know the book of Enoch and only knew the stories of Heracles in their pagan Roman mythologies. The concept of son of God as a hybrid human being originated in pagan Roman mythology and was polytheistic fraud. This reference to the book of Enoch also appears in Jude chapter 1 verse 14, and it is undeniable proof that Jesus and his disciples knew the book of Enoch, which pagan heretics have omitted from the Holy Bible for being incompatible with their fraudulent ideologies. The book of Enoch is incompatible with the pagan fraud of immaculate conception because the story Enoch tells clearly says that God punished the angels for having offspring of their own in violation of his commandments. There is more proof of pagan editing in Genesis chapter 6 verses 1 through 7 and the offspring of the angels, sons of God, were the giants and abominations known as the Nephilim. They were not heroes. They were the cause for God to wipe the earth clean of their corruption with the flood of Noah's time. The last note for this episode is about verse 28. I tell you the truth, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. This verse may have referred to the Apostle John, who would later write the book of Revelation after having the visions of Christ's return prior to his death. John died, but there has been someone else who revised his testimony or fabricated one attributed to John the Apostle much later than any of the synoptic gospels were written. If there was an original testimony by the Apostle John, it has been destroyed to cover up the truth that it told because the existing testimony is a fraud. When I cover the gospel according to John, I will tell a lot more about it, but the testimony of John is almost completely fraudulent in its entirety. Well, all right. That is all for this episode. 
I hope everyone has uh, really learned something by all of what I'm saying here. Be sure to subscribe so you get notifications of new releases. There are plenty more to come. Thank you for listening. I am Michael.